Hey, everybody. Welcome to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit canyonglutenfree.com to grab a coupon. Off a high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores. J.D. Stevens lets it go, and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dunk! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the 5. Touchdown, Colorado State. Kids' fault. We got to we got to learn from it. We got to keep improving. We got a tough uh, team coming in this week in Toledo. A team that knows how to win. Uh, a team that's been to bowl games. A team in recent years has been very very successful. Has been prolific on offense. Uh, coach Candle since uh, you know taking over uh, as the head coach previously previously as the OC uh, has continu- continued to produce. Uh, high-powered offenses that know how to score. Uh, they spread you out. They can throw the ball and they can run the ball as well. Uh, the quarterback, uh, you know, is an extremely good athlete that can run. Uh, you know, they were really, really in that game against Kentucky until he went out with a concussion. What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? We're back with another edition of the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I am your host Justin Michael, and today we are going to be talking little bit of CSU Toledo you know we've talked throughout the week just how important this game is for the Rams it's a game where they really can't afford to lose which is unfortunate given their quarterback situation but you know we've kind of beat that to death over the last couple of days so right now we're just going to focus specifically on this high-powered Toledo offense and and really why the Rockets are a team that you should fear I said yesterday that I believe Toledo is an all-around better football team than Arkansas, which is probably somewhat concerning to CSU fans just based on, you know, how how bad the defense has been in the, the first three weeks. As it currently stands, Colorado State ranked 124th out of 130 teams with 40 points per game. The Rams have given up 40 points per game. Absolutely brutal. And uh, that's kind of a problem because this this Toledo Rockets offense can really move the football. In uh, the t- their two games this season, we've kind of seen 
just how dangerous this Toledo offense can be. I mean, we talked about going into the season, we knew that they were going to be dangerous. They scored 50 plus points a game last year. So this is a team that's been good for a while. It's not like it's anything new, but really their entire offense revolves around two guys and that's quarterback Mitchell Guadani and running back Brian Kobach. Guadani is he's really what makes this whole thing work. Six foot two, 210 senior quarterback led the Mac in passer efficiency last year with 162 rating. He did miss about half the season with an injury, which Bobo kind of addressed on Monday. So he's, he's had some issues staying healthy, but when he was healthy, he was fourth in the nation at 15.26 yards per completion. That's phenomenal. I mean, they've been, not quite that good this year, but close to it. In their last win, he averaged about 11.5 yards per completion. Still pretty solid, uh, but you know, not quite that 15. Also completed 57.5% of his passes, 13 touchdowns. A big thing that makes Guadani so hard to defend is his mobility. He likes to move around, extend the play with his legs. Toledo does a lot of play action. They like to play an up-tempo offense really try and wear you down with him in the just him in the run game as well as Kobach. Kobach is a, a Kentucky transfer, ended up going back home to Toledo. He's from the area. He's been phenomenal for them, had 14 rushing touchdowns last year so far. Um, really, really nice start for, for Kobach J- again. Sorry about that. Had a, got caught up reading this, but, um, Kobach, anyways, what I was saying, he has 28 attempts for 135 yards so far on the season. These two, the offense goes through them. If you can slow them down, you have a chance. But as Kentucky found out in week one, when you can't, it's really hard, man. They move fast in that game against the Wildcats. Toledo had two scoring drives in the first half. Both of them were seven plays, averaged about three minutes in total time. So they they want to get to the line of scrimmage. They want to snap the ball, and they want to catch you off guard. One of the things that's really going to be important for the CSU defense this week is it's just that pre-snap communication. Toledo's offense is it's hard enough to de- to defend with the talent they have on the field, but if you let them dictate pace and and you're not getting lined up, it's it's really just going to be a nightmare scenario for the Rams. I don't foresee them being able to to slow them down. Another big factor definitely going to be the tackling. Bobo said that the tackling against Arkansas maybe not quite as bad as it was perceived publicly. I think, you know, that that last touchdown was obviously awful. We talked about that the other day, but what Bobo really wants to see is guys swarming to the football. I think, I guess in his opinion, it's not necessarily the tackling that is the issue. It's getting to the guy themselves, which it's like, I mean, that's just like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? But regardless, whatever whatever it needs to be, you know, we don't need to argue semantics. The defense just flat out has to be better. If CSC is going to have any chance of winning this game, they're going to have to get some stops. Ideally, you'd, you know, be able to pressure Guadani, get in his face, get some tackles for loss, limit that run game, and more importantly, control that tempo, which is something that I'm going to kind of go in in depth on one of my articles, just really break down why it's going to be so important. Rams have a you know, first time starter and Patrick O'Brien, it's just going to be a big stage for him, man. He, Warren Jackson was, was pretty stoked about him. And I'm going to play some audio from him yesterday, hopefully, um, or 
gonna write about it too but he just you know he kind of said that you know Patrick is a playmaker I think he's he's like it doesn't matter if the stadium's crumbling if everything's falling apart Patrick is going to be level-headed and and he's going to be able to make plays for this team and that's what CSU's really going to need they're going to need him to come in and and fill some pretty big shoes and and Colin Hill because as we all saw Colin Hill Colin Hill as we all saw Colin Hill was executing the offense at a really high level and it's just going to be a tough spot for Patrick O'Brien if you give up 50 points to Toledo this week they they CSU very well could end up losing this game by double digits because I do think the Rockets are going to score it's just going to be a matter of of how much you got to find a way to keep them under 30 points somehow if you can do that you probably give yourself a shot but yeah big game coming up excited to keep talking about it we'll we'll keep talking about this matchup with the Toledo Rockets in just a second but I'm going to take a quick moment to shout out one of our sponsors Breckenridge Brewery it's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery the official beer of BSN Denver Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You've probably heard of their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, and most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche, which is their classic American amber ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they are calling this a light-hearted Kolsch ale, but for those of you that have no idea what that means, this is that light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com. We just launched it, and you'll be able to see all of the events we have planned where we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP and have a good time. Welcome back to the BSN Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Uh, One of the things I'm kind of excited to talk about is just the uh, the Ag Day uniforms and and how much they're gonna pop under the lights this weekend. We've we've never had a nighttime Ag Day, so I'm I guess it's Ag Night now. It's it's not Ag Day, it's Ag Night. Uh, get used to it, Ag Night, baby. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I'm really excited to see these uniforms. I think just about everyone is there. The Rams are gonna be wearing white pants with orange top and then the ag helmet which of course is green with the orange textured bone bone horns on them and and honestly this is probably CSU's sleekest look overall this kind of I'm just always going to have a fond spot in my heart for these ag uniforms because these were the the cool alternates that the Rams got before you know they kind of went big time with all of their their swag and apparel and stuff this back in the days when this was the only alternate they had. I really had a special, special spot in my heart for these uniforms because, you know, that was kind of like my middle school, high school days when CSU first started breaking these out. And as a young college football fan, I was just so stoked to finally see CSU do something other than just the traditional green and gold. And and don't get me wrong, I don't have any beef with the traditional green and gold. I've talked about it before. I think the green, the classic green and gold helmet, classic green and Vegas gold helmet is, is a great look and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm glad CSU went traditional the first couple of weeks. I think that was a smart play by them. And and now we're going to start getting into some of these fun uniforms and I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty excited to see them. One of the things that uh, I saw on Twitter today, 
is that Darren Ravel, classic, awful tweeter, Darren Ravel, is not stoked about CSU's uniform. He's he's taken jabs at us, I think, potentially for the ag uniforms in the past, but this is what Darren Ravel tweeted on September 18th at 12.09 p.m. Just giving everyone a heads up, Colorado State will play as Oregon State this weekend. Team is wearing retro uniform when school was called Colorado Agriculture and Mechanical College. First off, Darren, I don't think CSU has ever worn a black uniform, so unless they've ever gone orange and black, I don't know what the Oregon State line comes from. Maybe he's blind, maybe he's just old, maybe he's just bad at Twitter. I don't know. But it's been fun to watch everybody clown him from CSU fans. CSU football tweeted at him and they were like, this isn't your content, eh? And they tagged the uh, Pardon My Take guys. I'm not a big Barstool guy, but I've, I hear good things about Pardon My Take. I know they do some funny stuff. Um, I think Darren Ravel's been like a guest on there or something like that. I, I don't really follow it, so I'm not entirely sure, but I just thought it was funny to to watch this all play out. I think it's always classic when somebody that is not good at Twitter sends out what they believe to be a zinger and they get ratioed for it. Darren is rightfully getting stomped for his poor take on CSU's super dope Ag Day uniforms. One of the other things I wanted to talk about regarding the Ag Day uniforms is you see a lot of people not so excited that the Rams are wearing white pants. I don't really get that one, though, because I think the white pants with the orange jersey and green lid is the sleekest Ag Day look you can do. You see some people kind of clamoring for that all-orange look. I think that'd be too much. When I when I see Boise State in the all-orange, it just makes me nauseous. I think that's that's too much. When you do it the way that you're doing it, it makes the orange really pop on the helmet as the accent piece and, and with the numbers and and the gloves and everything else that you have. I think that's plenty of orange. All orange, that's overkill. That looks like a Boise State look or the Broncos color rush or something, the Denver Broncos color rush. I mean, just just not a fan of that. And I'm glad to see the, the white pants because I think that's the sleekest look. In the past, we've also seen CSU go green-orange with green pants. That looks a little bit too much like a pumpkin for me. I'm all for the pumpkin orange. The orange green is an is an awesome combination. I really, I really think it's it's dope. But yeah, I just think all orange would be a little bit much. I think green, orange green looks a little bit like a pumpkin. But green lid, orange jersey, white pants, that's just right. Like, I, I guess I could have done the the three little bears metaphor or whatever, just right. But yeah, really excited to see Ag Day. We're gonna have some guests I think on the podcast in the next couple of days talk more about this Toledo game we're gonna certainly have plenty to talk about now that the Rams kind of have to redetermine who's going to be their starting quarterback you know it's been Patrick O'Brien this week he came in against Arkansas but if he looks bad you know could be a could be a short string could be a chance for Justice McCoy to get in there get some live action he's been on campus for a couple years now never really gotten any kind of real run so I would like to see him maybe get in the game at some point we'll see how it plays out though if you have I'd like to do a a mailbag on Friday we're gonna do the 
the Mountain West, just like media or I don't know, Roundup, Pick'em, whatever you want to call it. I go, I go over the Mountain West every Friday. We're going to go over the games this weekend, some of the exciting ones. There actually are some really intriguing conference matchups to watch if you're a Mountain West fan this weekend. We'll have all that to talk about, but I would also like to do a mailbag. So tweet your mailbag questions at us. I'll, I'll tweet about it as well and, and remind everyone, but that'll give us something to talk about as well. Love to interact with all of you guys and and talk about this season and just, you know, how you're feeling moving forward now that the Rams don't have Colin Hill. But that is all we have for today. I know this episode was a little bit shorter than usual, but we've got a lot going on, got a lot of written content I've got to get to and got to get to practice first and foremost, got to get over to the field, uh, follow us for updates with just everything, any everything CSU you need to know, BSN Rams has you covered. As always, thanks for listening.